the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Very excited. Joining me now from the street dot com, Lauren Lyons Cole. How are you, Miss Cole? I'm great. How are you, Rob? I'm very good. Um, you've recently worked on a couple of articles at the street. Give us a little background on who you are, and then we're gonna start talking about digging out of holiday debt. Yeah, so um I'm a certified financial planner and I also contribute stories here for the street at our personal finance website, MainStreet.com, focused on maximize it, make sure they're making good decisions. So digging out of holiday debt is definitely something that we want to touch on. Okay. Now, obviously, um, holiday debt, December, it it racks up. People, "Eh, it's a credit card. We will pay it off later. I personally got my credit card statement, and I was a little stunned by it, like, whoa, there's a skiing trip that was a little more than I thought it was going to be. There's you know, a holiday dinner that I covered that I probably shouldn't have. So I think we're all guilty of this one. Yes, I've heard from a lot of people lately that they've gotten some pretty surprising, you know, it shouldn't be surprising, like you said, but some, some big credit card statements lately. Now, the good news is overall people spent less than they plan to uh, this holiday season. And in fact, that's been a trend in recent years because of the Great Recession. People are paying more attention to their budget, which is really good news. Um, Perhaps not surprising, millennials were the most likely to overspend. Um, But, you know, anyone can can push their budget a little bit too far, um, just like eating too much during the holidays. So if you're in that situation, what you want to do now that we're coming to the end of January, February is upon us, it's really time to focus in and pay down that debt. So if you've got, you know, an extra savings account that you didn't realize um, or that you haven't looked at in a while, and if your credit card's a little bit too big, this might be a good time to take money out of the savings account, pay off the credit card debt so that you're not accruing interest uh, on the debt because everybody knows we're not getting any interest in the savings account. So that would be a good time to do that. Or if you don't have extra cash on hand, you know, Tighten up the belt buckle and really focus on putting as much money as you can towards that debt to get rid of it as soon as possible, and then try to you know set up a budget for the holidays this year way ahead of schedule. It's interesting in the article. Millennials who are 18 to 29 years old were twice as likely as Generation Xers, age 30 to 49, to have spent more during the holidays than they intended. And yet we continue to look at the millennials and we're like, aren't they savvier and smarter? And Aren't they living at home, but they're about to move out? This is a, a really big focused on group, and I would have thought that number would have been skewed. Well, no, maybe the Genesha Xers have kids, and they're starting to save a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's true. We do see with Gen Xers, they've, you know, they have a lot of responsibilities, a lot of competing priorities. So they just, 
it's possible that they can't overspend the way that a millennial uh, might be able to. The other interesting thing that's happening right now, we're seeing that millennials are feeling a little bit more financially secure and a little bit more confident about their long-term financial outlook. And, you know, any of us who are a little bit older can probably remember that feeling and it's exciting. So it's possible that this holiday season, um, people are feeling pretty good about their budget and excited to spend a little bit more than they've been able to in previous years. So hopefully that'll be a learning lesson and uh, going forward, they'll, they'll rein it in a little bit. Any other pulls from this article, Miss Cole, that you want to throw our way as far as helping people, again, focus on getting out of that holiday debt, maybe not even repeating it in the future? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, the way that I like to break down, but budgeting is very hard, right? I mean, every month there's unexpected expenses that we didn't plan for. Uh, but there are two times during the year when we know for sure we're going to be pushing our budget beyond uh, what it usually is, and that's the holiday season and also summer. So um, I like to set up with, with clients I work with, think about those two big expenses as an extra savings um, that's just ongoing. You know, every month if you can set aside $100 or, or more if you have it, less if you don't, uh, to, you know, setting aside towards your summer travel, if, if that's going to be something that your family is planning, and then you know, you'll spend that money when summer comes, which is just only a few months away. But if you start planning now, you'll be less likely to overspend or rack up credit card debt. And then once summer happens, it's time to refocus and start setting aside extra money for the holidays. And then if you do it that way, you'll have an account that's dedicated for these big spending times of year. And you can look at the account. And if you've been successful and saved 400 $500, $1,000, uh, then it gives you a guideline as to what to spend instead of looking back on it after the fact and thinking, okay, now i got to pay down this debt. Okay, what do you think about the concept? And I'm, See, I'm really good at this, so I'm already comfortable throwing this idea out there. You may say, no, no, don't say that out loud. What do you think about the concept of like using a cash back card, letting it accrue the cash back for six months, and using that as kind of not an emergency fund, but a whoops, I overspent fund, um, I just, every month I pay off my credit card, so I'd never carry a balance, and I use that as extra savings for retirement. But should the average person maybe use points instead of like, woohoo, I've got a free trip to on Southwest, maybe a woohoo, I've got a free trip out of debt problems? Yeah, you know what's funny that you bring that up? Actually, about $200 on average goes unused for each American um, when it comes to these rewards points on credit cards. So this past holiday season, I did this exercise with quite a few clients where uh, a lot of people just don't realize how many points they've accrued, how many cashback dollars they've they've got sitting unaccessed. And so I, I saw clients cashing in anywhere from 200 to $1,000 this past holiday season to put towards their budget. So I think that's a great idea, um, as long as you're using the credit responsibly, like you said, paying off your balance every single month and then sort of ignoring those dollars out of sight, out of mind, but remembering to cash them in because credit card companies do sometimes change the policies on the reward yeah. points. So it's the kind of thing you want to monitor. I'm speaking with Lauren Lyons-Cole. She's a CFP. In the world of financial media, I adore CFPs better than financial journalists because she'll say things like, as long as you pay off that credit card. She throws in that added caveat, which I think is fantastic. Now, you work with Main Street and The Street, but mostly MainStreet.com. People can go there and punch in Lauren Lyons Cole and find all sorts of wealth of uh, knowledge tied towards financial planning issues and financial spending. You recently penned one on Obama and 529 plans. Is that 
just for the wealthy, or is that more of a middle-class 529 plan thing? What's your opinion? Yeah, well, this has been obviously making a lot of headlines, the whole um, 529 plan catastrophe, basically. I mean, people really reacted quickly and strongly to this proposal from Obama, um, President Obama. And, you know, it's I think that this is really an emotional topic for a lot of Americans because obviously student loan debt is out of control, saving for college. When I have clients who come to me, more often than not, they're more interested in saving for college than saving for retirement. So we right. know this is something that's very important to families. And it's it's a little bit misunderstood. What, what we're um, dealing with here is not so much saving for college. What we're really looking at is what sort of tax benefits are families getting because they're paying for college because they're sending their kids to college. And it's a complicated matter. It's an emotional matter. Um, you know, a lot of uh, the tax benefits, 529 plans are used by everyone across the board, regardless of income level. But a lot of the tax okay. benefits really do go to families who earn $150,000 per year or more. Um, so it's a little different than some of the tax credits that exist. Now, as far as who should use them, Max out your 401k, your 403b, your 457 first, and then do it? Or should you only do a 529 plan? You know, what's the priority? The priority is always saving for retirement. You know, it, a lot okay. of people will tell you uh, you can get student loans for education, but you cannot get retirement loans. So it's the sort of thing where you are, you know, another metaphor would be if you're on the airplane and the stewardess is telling you to use, you know, put on your oxygen mask before helping anyone else. And it's true, you've got to take care of your retirement, um, unfortunately, before you can save for college. Saving for college is, a, is kind of an add-on. It's a luxury for people who have extra income to do so. Uh, however, if you are saving for college, 529 plans are the best place to do that. And the reason is you can make contributions, invest that money um, in investments that are appropriate for the time horizon before your child goes to college, and then any sort of investment gains you earn, you can then withdraw that money to pay for qualified education expenses without having to pay taxes. So it's basically a way to save on capital gains tax, which is why this specific benefit tends to work better for people who have higher incomes. This is going to sound maybe mean of me, but since I do financial radio, sometimes I have to give some tough love out there. But some people approach me, Miss Cole, that will be like, yeah, I want to save money for my kid's college. And you're right. They don't want to save money for their own retirement first, but they're thinking about their kid's college. And I fire back, like, you're not going to be able to save enough. You know, like, it's too late. Your kid's 12. Your kid's 10. When do you think too late is? And, again, it's not too late because you get to offset some college expenses. But, again, back to the let's get realistic. College is going to be a lot of loans for a lot of people and not 529 right. plans. I mean, unfortunately, so if, if we think about a child who's born this year, uh, it's going to cost tuition alone for a public in-state university 18 years from now is projected to cost about $100,000 for the four years. That's a lot of money. And in order to save and invest that kind of money, I mean, we're really talking, I don't want to give anyone a heart attack while they're driving, but we're talking about $3,000 per year that you need to be saving in order to fully fund your child's in-state public tuition if they were born this year. The thing that I think a lot of people miss out on is there are so many different options. I mean, we don't have to just send kids to four-year college. They certainly don't have to go to a private liberal arts college if it's outside of your budget and they're not getting, uh, lo they're not getting support from the school to help them better afford it. 
community college is a great option, especially for a child who isn't quite sure what they're going to major in. Um, you know, a great rule of thumb is that you want to only, you want to limit your student loans to the first year uh, salary when you graduate from college. So if a child doesn't know what that Thanks. first year salary is going to be, they've got to be careful. It's Lauren Lyons Cole. You can find her at MainStreet.com talking digging out of holiday debt, saving for college, and even going to college. I'm Rob Black. Find me at a line at robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.